Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. It is the 22nd of July. It's a Thursday. I've always liked Thursdays. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. And I am here with David Scott. How are you doing, Scotty? I'm okay. You still like Thursdays, even though we can't go and do anything on the weekend now? I know. But it's still, it's just old habits die hard. I know. It feels like, it almost feels like uh, every day is merging to each other now. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> also, the days seem long for some reason. Yeah, oh, maybe the, sh- the days are short, but uh, I know the workplaces are long. But, Although uh, I did notice it is getting, you know, it's staying lighter a little bit longer in Sydney. Yeah. Well, there's plenty to keep us busy at work, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Well, the market, for one, what a day. Uh, the XJO closing up more than 1%, 77.7 points. It was actually a record closing high for this market. So, wow, what a difference a couple of days can make. Yeah, the Delta variant. Remember, <laughs> I survived the great uh, Delta variant scare of 2021. Yeah, I saw that somebody printed up T-shirts, I yeah. mean, facetiously of that. Yeah, it's, uh, look, not to dismiss, obviously, it's a very serious health uh, health thing. Uh, and we don't want to go and see it spread around this country in particular, but you know, anywhere around the world. But uh, financial markets uh, run for their own beat. And, uh, yeah, bad news there is probably good news for the market. Well, you know, but the thing is, is that there there were some fundamentals in the U.S. that helped bolster sentiment. Earnings looking pretty good uh, for the most part. Harley-Davidson talking about some problems with supply chain and, and inputs. But, you know, uh, these companies are talking about demand going forward, improving their guidance and their outlooks, and also talking about passing along price increases to customers. So that's what investors wanted to hear overnight. And we had some quarterlies today that helped bolster sentiment here uh, in Australia. We saw the lithium miners doing really well today. We heard from Oracobra, for example. However, uh, stealing the headlines in terms of lithium, BHP, sort of out of the blue, that coming. It's uh, cozying up with with Tesla, of all companies. Yeah, we, we know what... Uh Algos in particular pay very close attention to any ASX release that yeah. involves uh, some sort of battery material ingredient in Tesla. Uh, I'm not sure that's exactly the other reason today. We saw some pretty big gains, particularly from uh, from fossil fuels rather than uh, from other areas in the market. But uh, certainly the market enjoyed uh, the result today and the uh, the obviously the uh, the quarterly update as well, released yesterday. Yeah, okay. And um, or Cobra Galaxy, both up on those strong quarterly production reports that dragged up Pilbara Minerals that added 10%, so that's pretty solid. Uh, but good old iron ore didn't have such a good day, Scotty. Yeah, you wouldn't know it by some of the you know, the miners. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say just um, completely attuned to what's going on. But uh, yeah, when I last looked, it's still trading as we are uh, doing the podcast. Uh, it's currently down about six and a half percent. So getting a bit gnarly there, but uh, still very elevated. But uh, um, maybe we might see it uh, below two hundred dollars a ton in the near future. We'll see. Well, 
you know, for all of our sake, because I'm hoping that the government's going to come out with a bit more stimulus in terms of this uh, Delta variant and the lockdowns that are happening in Sydney and Melbourne. I mean, I'm quite happy for now if we continue to see that elevated price of iron ore. Yeah, we need every little bit of help we can get. Yeah, I think so. Now, Zip Co., worst performer on the 200, down by as much as 8%. That is despite talking up, you know, record revenues, despite... Well, releasing a new logo. It's going to be globally branding. It's talking about uh, expansion and uh, things going really well in the U.S. We had a chat with the COO of the company, Peter Gray, and you can access that via the show notes. Cara did ask him about the share price. You'll have to listen to that to hear what he said. Um, But yeah, I suppose with Zip, the question is competition and all of the BNPL guys bat that away saying it's an affirmation of the space when the likes of Apple and PayPal want to get in. Um, but also there was some evidence of rising bad debts. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while and it's going to be a bit more. Uh, unsecured lending to uh, no, predominantly, uh, this is a generalized statement, but I uh, know generally uh, people are probably lower uh, uh, loan quality. Uh, you're going to go and see that in normal circumstances, even in good economic times. So we'll see what happens when all this stimulus starts to go and drip off. But uh, yeah, the, another thing, a comment was like, oh, uh, to go in the rebranding strategy in the States, like, yeah, spending oodles of cash, it came across, can't remember the exact word, but uh, it was like a significant amount of cash for the rebranding. And I was just thinking like, how long until the next raise? Yeah, well, we'll see. And uh, they report in August, so no doubt we'll get more on the financials and a little bit more detail, hopefully, on what's going on in credit uh, at that date. So... Uh, Let's just move away from equities for a moment. Actually, I'm not going to because I had an interesting chat with Jody Peterson from iShares earlier today. She said she's getting a lot of inquiries uh, from people in lockdown in terms of ETFs. And it got me thinking about, you know, what we saw last time we had mass lockdowns in Australia. And that was this big push of retail investors into the market. You know, people have a bit more time on their hands. And uh, you just posted a bit of a chart on Twitter. Spelled record wrong. What? I spelled record wrong. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. You can't Come delete on, on Jack, Twitter. Stop talking about Bitcoin and bloody oh. get an edit button. According to Jack, Bitcoin's going to well, potentially bring about world peace. Anyhow, we're getting distracted. I'm, I can't I can't comment about his appearance no, in that. Move on. Margin lending balance is up in Australia. What do you read into that, Scotty? Um, that's Part of the part of what you're expecting in the market cycle. I remember the same sort of stuff coming out in uh, 2006, 2007. Not saying the same thing is going to happen, but uh, you can see that as equity valuations increase and we uh, closed at a record high today, uh, you can use that collateral to go and, uh, and lever up a little bit. And uh, people are clearly doing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll be watching that with interest. Now, as far as economic data, we did get preliminary trade data. There was nothing really to see there, was there? Well, record record. Uh, Goods trade surplus. That's uh, that's always something interesting. Iron ore mooning, but as we just mentioned, that's mm-hmm. uh, that maybe yesterday's story. Uh, but uh, yeah, solid terms of trade. So we know that commodity prices continue to go and support not only the earnings but also the Aussie dollar and the like. But uh, yeah, the key question is how long does it last? Of course. Now, uh, Kogan was the second worst performer on the Australian share market today. And I bring that up because, of course, we're heading toward reporting season. I had a really good chat today with Ben Gilbert, who's head of research at Jardin. And he and I had a good chat about, you know, the Delta variant, consumer confidence, what that means for retailers. So if you want to listen out for his, well, how they are now thinking about retailers and the subsectors within that, I think it's a worthwhile interview to listen to. 
Uh, and also worthwhile to listen to it to get Jordan's view, Ben's view, on what could potentially happen post-reporting season. Uh, because we know that uh, a lot of Australian corporates are going to be reporting really strong. We know that dividends are coming back. We know that we'll see capital management in some sectors of the market. But it is, well, the question is, will potentially this earnings season be the high watermark? So if you'd like to uh, get Jardin's views, the head of research there, you can access that interview via the show notes as well. And just as a PS to that, we spoke with uh, ACCC chair Rod Sims, who's got his sights on Kogan as well as Catch and Amazon, just because of you know this massive shift shift to e-commerce and rising customer complaints. So, ACCC is looking at you, kids. Keep yeah, an eye on that one. I'm not going to go. ACCC, I'd say that uh, the moving bond yields overnight would probably have more to do with uh, what we saw on those price action and the uh, the threat oh, posed I've by never ACCC. implied that it was no, 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 no. I'm just, oh, no, no. Thank I'm you. Co- I'm <laughs> course not. No, you're you're trying to be diplomatic. I'm just like the person who's rough around the edges. So yeah, I think I was just mentioning there was an interview to watch with Rod Sims. Um, 2032 Olympics. <laughs> is it going to be an opening ceremony? <laughs> well. Oh, you'd hope so by 2032. Oh, 2032, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were at uh, the one tomorrow night. No, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk has been told she will be going to that opening ceremony in Japan. I'll leave that one right there. Uh, what else should we discuss today, Scuddy? I mean, when you look at what we're expecting in the U.S. tonight, it's going to, again, come down to bond yields, earnings, jobless claims we've got. We've got a lot of sort of second tier data coming out from some of the feds so we'll get a a, a bit of an insight into uh, economic recoveries and also price pressures i think yeah uh it feels really summer time the uh the volatility we're seeing in the market at the moment so uh it's you never know quite what you're going to expect when you wake up and so when i woke up this morning i saw the uh 10 year in the u.s up uh, close to 10 basis points i was like wow something exciting has happened and uh yeah i don't know what to expect but yeah the data's probably paying a bit of a second fiddle. It seems to be just the other uh, bond market swinging around, and uh, the bond market seems to be swinging around on sentiment towards what's the uh, the connect or disconnect between uh, COVID cases and hospitalizations. That's what I can take out of recent price action. Another big one tonight is the ECB meeting. So I've got to admit, uh, the ECB doesn't always um, capture my real imagination i mean obviously happy to report on it have good conversations about it it's important but this time around it looks like the central bank will be outlining its new strategy uh, and, and really talk about the way that it administers policy in the future so it looks like it'll be implementing a two percent inflation taller uh, target periods of overshooting to be tolerated and uh and the like so that's very much in keeping with what we're seeing around the world but um yeah do you, what do you think the the impact of this could be on financial markets? Yeah, um, I think it's cute that the ECB is talking about uh, the asymmetric uh, you know, uh, movement around that 2% target. They haven't been able to get the 2% target for, uh, for eons. And uh, yeah, the reason why you don't find it very fascinating because they're not doing much. They're, just, they're just buying every single asset under the sun, much like the Bank of Japan's been doing for pretty much the last uh, two decades as well. So it's given us a bit of a snapshot as to where the future goes when it comes to central bank policy, at least it stands at the moment. Uh, Aging demographics, demographics where you're not seeing population increase and heavy levels of indebtedness typically are leading to the scenario where central banks just can't do much apart from going buy some more uh, assets. So um, yeah, maybe a bit of a snapshot as to what the future holds around the world, including maybe here in Australia. Well, Christine Lagarde herself has signaled that the meeting will be significant. So we'll be listening into that 
We'll be bringing you. Oh, Sam. Oh, I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to go see how significant we'll be. I'm on late shift now. I might go and wait up and see how <laughs> significant it is. Uh, so we could also see a decision around the future of you know emergency policy instruments like the PEP. P-E-P-P? Yeah, emergency policy instruments that will soon become the stock standard policy instrument. Is that, that one? Uh, they're all painting themselves into a corner, painted it, themselves it into a corner. It feels like that. I, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope there is the ability to go and lift off and uh, actually start to normalise interest rates and put a, a value on cash and, uh, and, and that will go and help you know, make us more efficient as, as an economy around the world as well and you know, probably lead to better outcomes for people. But I'm not sure it is going to ever get to that point now. Uh, it certainly feels like, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a long, long road to that. We'll, we'll go cheer on the RBNZ. Uh, How no. old will we be? I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting up there. Anyways, I don't want to think about that too much. Oh, yes, in your twenties, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've been taught well. Um, so that's it. I don't think that there's any major economic data here tomorrow. It's a Friday. Trying to think off the top of my head. No. Next week, though, it gets a bit more interesting with inflation. So that's on Wednesday. Yes, lockdowns, front of mind. Yes, that's going to be you know, determining a lot of what we talk about the Australian economy in the days, months going forward. Uh, but I was reading a note from CBA today. They're expecting, you know, the risk is that inflation will surprise to the upside. Even if you look through, you know, obviously the headline number that will be coming off Mm. Really low base effects. Yeah. Oh, look, we've seen that a lot of the uh, inflation readings around the world have come uh, have come in ahead of expectations and of consensus. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise. We've got a lot of factors that are su- suppressing and almost artificially keeping inflation low. Uh, and the home builder package, uh, some of the educational stuff that went through as well, uh, which is making it uh, more difficult to generate that kind of uh, inflation. So it's kind of like a, a faux inflation reading for the time being. But uh, once again, uh, inflation reflects economic conditions. Uh, what happened uh, within the June quarter is now looking very, very long ago mm-hmm. compared to where we sit here and now. And before we go... Let's get across the stock of the day. Boy, I've really kept you waiting for this one today. Evolution Mining, it was out with a, a bit of an update. It is going to be entering a $400 million agreement with Northern Star Resources, which also came out with a quarterly report today. But anyways, it'll be buying some of the assets from Northern Star. Akashi uh, was joined by James Rosenberg and Chris McDonald from Morgan's Financial. Let's hear what they had to say. We've spoken about gold producers before. They are completely reliant on things that are outside of their control, predominantly the gold price. And um, they've raised money over time for acquisitions like this. Um, They're not a bad company, but I just can't get enthused about uh, a company that is a complete price taker on a commodity that has got no transparency whatsoever. If I had to buy one gold company, I'd actually buy the shares in the one that they're buying this asset from, namely uh, Northern Star. In terms of the deal itself, I think it makes sense for both parties, uh, Northern Star, the merger with Saracen and really taking on that super fit in Kalgoorlie. They've got their hands full as it is. Uh, It makes strategic sense for Evolution to really unlock uh, some of their ground that is sitting around uh, Kandana and the new processing facility they've picked up. So for them, it allows them to embed some strategic growth to up their profile by about 200,000 ounces and, and uh, keep their costs under control. So for me, uh, taking on James's uh, 
uh, call. I'd prefer to diversify a little bit for portfolios and look at Oz Minerals after the recent pullback. So guess what, guys? That was in the portfolio. It is now coming out of the Osbiz portfolio. So we'll see how that plays I thought, out. I thought gold was first. Ah. Yeah, well. All right, uh, Scotty, let's call it a day and uh, look forward to Friday tomorrow. See, I'm still looking forward to Friday, even though I've got a zip on. Oh, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to, yeah, just uh, going for my one hour of exercise and then uh, joining the couch. <laughs> All right, have a good one. You too, see ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.